Hello and welcome to Z3 News. I'm James Bailey and today is Sunday, July 15, 2018. During my prayer time early last week, I felt like God wanted me to do a podcast on what's happening in Israel. And I thought about that and thought, I don't know, what's happening in Israel? I knew there had been some uh, some rocket attacks. I heard that. I've got an app on my phone that tracks that. But, you know, coming from Israel, that's kind of like, doesn't that happen all the time? So I wasn't really clear on exactly what uh, this would be about. But as I looked into it, it was like, oh, wow, 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 wow. There is a lot happening right now in Israel, and it's fulfilling Bible prophecy. And so I want to just recap some of these things that are happening because this is not only important for Israel, and anybody that loves Israel would be concerned about, but it's important because it has an impact, direct impact, on the rest of the world. And there's a prophecy in Zechariah, Zechariah 12, verses 1 through 3, but in verse 3 it says, "In that It will come about in that day, I will make Jerusalem a heavy stone for all the peoples. All who lift it will be severely injured, and all the nations of the earth will be gathered against it. Now there's a, a word from God telling us that a generation is coming that will see Jerusalem become a heavy stone for all nations. And any nation who tries to lift it, who tries to manipulate Israel is going to be severely injured and is it, the Jewish people didn't even have possession of Jerusalem for nearly 2,000 years after the Lord Jesus was crucified and resurrected it wasn't long after that in AD 70 they lost their nation they lost Jerusalem and it wasn't until 1967 uh, they were formed. They were reformed as a nation in 1948, but it wasn't until 1967, after the Six-Day War, that they took possession of Jerusalem. And so that's a very significant word for our day, for our time. And actually, it hasn't. The fulfillment of this prophecy has not really happened yet. It's just now starting. We're just now entering into the time where we're going to see this prophecy coming to pass because Jerusalem, it has been a uh, burden to the Arab people who want to see uh, Israel wiped off the face of the earth. But they haven't yet become a major burden to the whole world, to all the nations of the earth. And it's because there was this, this period of time granted to them a 50-year window and that window was from 1967 to 2017 and during that time Israel was granted uh, possession of the land they were granted a window of time that they would have control over Jerusalem and after that we enter into this this uh, phase of shifting and changes and that's where we are right now and the reason I'm saying that is because a lot of it is based on uh, the scriptures, but it's also based on a, a prophetic word that is over, over 800 years old. It was given by Rabbi Judah ben Samuel, who lived in the 12th century. And the reason I think it's important is because everything he said would happen 
uh, over the next 800 years, it happened exactly as he said. And so I believe this man received a genuine word from God. And just in, in a nutshell, what he said was the, the Ottomans, the Muslims, would, would conquer Jerusalem and rule over it for eight jubilees. A jubilee is 50 years, so eight jubilees would be 400 years. So he's saying the Muslims would rule over Jerusalem for 400 years. After that, Jerusalem would become a no-man's land for one jubilee, so 50 years. It would be basically a no-man's land. But then, in the ninth jubilee, it would once again become come into the possession of the Jewish nation, which would signify the beginning of the messianic end time. Okay, so what happened, he gave that word in 1217, and for uh, exactly 300 years, nothing happened. It didn't start for 300 years, and then in 1517, it started. The Ottomans took control of Jerusalem. They had possession for exactly 400 years, eight jubilees, just as he said, and then for one jubilee, that was the Ottomans had it from 1517 to 1917, and then from 1917 to 1967, 50 years, it was basically a no man's land, just like he said. And then at the end of that period in 1967, Israel, the Jewish people, once again took possession of Jerusalem, just like he said. It's an amazing prophetic word. And, uh, but he said that the, the Jewish nation would possess it for one jubilee, 50 years, 1967 to 2017. Now, he did not say what happens after that, but it's implied that the, it's, it's like their 50-year lease is up. They're going to have possession of the city of Jerusalem for that one jubilee. Okay, so that jubilee is over now. Now, just a side note, I know some people are saying that we're in a jubilee year this year, but based on the accuracy of what Rabbi Judah ben Samuel was shown and how it was fulfilled exactly as he saw, I think he heard right. And what he was shown was those were the jubilees, that, that uh, 2017 would have been the jubilee. And I believe that's, that was correct. So the bottom line is Rabbi Judah ben Samuel's prophecy shows that we're now in a transition we're at we're in a point of shifting and it's a shifting for Israel but it's a shifting for the whole world because of the prophecy that Zechariah had we are now at the start of that time and it's going to become a heavy stone for all nations and it's going to cause severe injury to those who lift it and you know we've already seen examples of this Back in 2005, under the George W. Bush administration, the United States pressured Israel to give up Gaza, the city of Gaza, where their people had lived for many years. We forced them to surrender and, and come out of Gaza uh, to give that land over to the Palestinians. And Israel reluctantly, uh, under that pressure, they gave in and in August of 2005, they began forced evacuations of the city of Gaza. And for over a week, from August 15th to August 22nd, they sent Israeli soldiers house by house, 
forcing families, dragging them into the street. Even the soldiers were crying, and in many cases praying with the families, because these are their own people, and their heart goes out to them. But these people did not want to leave their homes. And so for, during that week of evacuation, they were forced to, and by August the 22nd, the, the final uh, evacuees were, were forced out, and it was concluded. The next day, within 24 hours, the United States was hit with Hurricane Katrina. The city of New Orleans was forced to evacuate their homes. Within 24 hours of the time that we forced Israel out of Gaza, our citizens were forced out of New Orleans in southern Louisiana and hit with one of the most costly hurricanes in our history. The devastation death toll was enormous. Now there are books documenting the connection between our actions in Israel and the consequences that that come on our land. And so that's why these things are important for us to understand because it changes, it, it matters, it changes what happens. There are consequences for the way we treat Israel, just as Zechariah saw. That's, that's already happened in the past, and it's about to start happening at a whole nother level. And I'm going to give you one more example. Is in the year 2017, President Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner, visited several Mideast countries, including Jordan, Egypt and Israel each separately and over a course of a few days from August 22nd to uh, August 24th he met with these leaders and he was promoting his Middle East peace plan which is calling for a two-state solution Now, by definition if you're going to have a two-state solution you're going to require Israel to surrender their land and no sooner did he return from his trip. His last meeting was on August 24th with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. The next day, Hurricane Harvey made landfall near Rockport, Texas. Hurricane Harvey was just as costly as Hurricane Katrina, and it actually tied it as the costliest cyclone in history inflicting $125 billion in damage, most of that coming from catastrophic rainfall that triggered flooding in the Houston metropolitan area. Within 24 hours, it happened a second time the United States got whacked hard. And I believe that's one of the reasons why God put it on my heart to do this podcast because the events in Israel are escalating right now. They're being pressured from the north and from the south. And I'm going to share some of the events to, to let you, to update you on what's happening there just in the last few days. It's really escalated significantly just in the last two or three days. So we need to know this is a major shifting taking place right now. And I'm not just basing that on Rabbi Judah ben Samuel's prophecy. I also have many other confirmations. Uh, one came, a significant one, was given to Sadhu Sundar Selvaraj back in uh, 2013, 2014, April 30th of 2014. He was visited by the angel Michael. 
and he showed him the future of Israel. And he saw the, the significant dates in Israel's history, 1948 and 1967. And then below those, he saw the year written, 2017. And then the angel Michael said to him, another major war is planned. A major change and shift in government and land is coming. He then saw the prophet Jeremiah, who said to him, 70 years in the history of Israel is very, very significant. There's going to become a turning point in the history of Israel in the year 2017. That will be the 70th year in the history of Israel since its formation. And that threw Sundar off because he thought, he thought that Israel started in 1948 and it did officially become a state, a nation, in May of 1948. But what Jeremiah was referring to was a UN resolution passed in November 1947. Seventy years from that is 2017. And so basically what they showed Sundar Selvaraj is the same thing that Rabbi Judah ben Samuel saw. That when you get to the end of that jubilee, which ended in 2017, there's a shifting. Israel's 50-year lease of possessing Jerusalem was over and we transition now into the next jubilee in the next season so i want to talk about some of the events that have taken place last year and this year to show the shifting and how it's accelerating there was a very significant event in january of 2017 and it was the paris peace conference they called it it was 70 nations came together and they were making their plans on how to force Israel to surrender their land. And that word that, that Sadhu Sundar Selvaraj received is there is a war being planned. Okay? They came together at the Paris Peace Conference to make their plans. And no, it hasn't been announced and it hasn't manifested yet, but they've made their plans. And so that that prophecy that Sadhu Sundar Selvaraj received, we're seeing that way he, he received it in 2014 and there in 2017 plans are being made. And amazingly, a Z3 or Fernanda Menagasi Lojak, four days before that Paris Peace Conference, she receives a prophetic dream where she's in France, she's in Paris, and she there's an earthquake and she she sees the basically the 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 dream reveals this Paris peace conference she sees the earthquake there's a great shaking and she sees these men posting evil messages up on buildings and billboards and she understood that these people had been in an underground meeting where they were planning evil things and she understood that they were uh, very anti-Israel and then she sees her dad walking up. He had been on the other side of the city. And he says it's even worse. The earthquake was much worse over on this side. And uh, he says the road, uh, one of the highways, was ripped up so that it crossed over the other side of the highway and it formed a crossroads. And she understood that God was showing her this great shaking coming as a result of what these people were scheming underground they were underground because they were not doing it openly they were not doing it they were not they didn't come out of that conference and say hey we just decided that we would divide 
Jerusalem, that we've got this war planned, and not a word. This was a secret plan. And so basically what Fernandez saw was as a result of this evil plan that these men came up with in their underground uh, meeting place, and, and as a result of these plans that they then announced to the world, the whole world would be brought to a point of a crossroads. It would be a, a changing, shifting in world history. So I am convinced that this Paris Peace Conference plays a major role in the shift that's taking place right now and in the future. And I think it's ironic that it's even called a peace conference because the end result of that conference will not bring peace. And then out of that peace conference, eight months later, we have Jared Kushner going on a trip to visit Middle East leaders promoting President Trump's peace plan for the Middle East, which was still in the works and has still not been announced. So we officially don't know what is going to be in that plan. But since they're talking about a two-state solution, by definition, that's going to require Israel to divide their land. And so we get into this year, and we have another major event, is the moving of the U.S. Embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem in May of 2018. And that caused ripples all throughout the world, especially in the Arab world, as it just irritated all the enemies of Israel. So that sounds like a huge victory for the Israelis, and it was, but there's more to this story. And it now appears that there's two sides to the deal, that Israel is being asked to make some huge concessions. And th this is part of Trump's plan, that Trump is calling it the deal of the century. But as part of the deal, Israel is being asked to give up part of Jerusalem. And we haven't heard much about that in the Western news media, but in Israel, all the major news medias have reported it because their defense minister, Avigdor Lieberman, was told that in his meetings with Trump administration officials in Washington in the last week of April, April 26th and 27th. He was told that Israel will be required to withdraw from four Arab neighborhoods in East Jerusalem and surrender control over that area to the Palestinians so they can establish their capital in Jerusalem as part of a two-state solution. This has been reported in the Jerusalem Post, Jerusalem Online, Middle East Monitor, and many other Middle East news agencies, including a report from thetimesofisrael.com where they shared a quote from Defense Minister Lieberman when he returned home from his trip to Washington he appeared on a Meet the Press program that appears in Israel on Saturday night and he said quote there is no free lunch the opening of the US Embassy in Jerusalem will come at a price and it is worth paying we should welcome it and be prepared to pay the price now this is where we get into the fulfillment of Zechariah's warning that whoever tries to lift this heavy stone will be severely injured because we see what's already happened in the past when we've tried to uh, pressure Israel to give up their land and now we're talking about Jerusalem and the consequences are going to be enormous 
and all we have to do is look back at what's already happened we have pressured Israel to give up Gaza in the south and what happened it turned into Hamas terrorist headquarters it's been a nightmare for Israel it's been a disaster it was supposed to be for the sake of bringing peace and instead it's just the opposite so Israel has paid a high price for it and the United States paid a high price through Hurricane Katrina and all of our past mistakes in dealing with Israel seem to all be catching up with us now and causing severe suffering for Israel now it's all kind of coming to a, a reaching a boiling point and we see that in the north and in the south of Israel at the same time they're getting squeezed on both sides in the north they're fighting against Hezbollah and now actually Iranian troops Hezbollah was created by Iran <clears throat> it literally means party of Allah and they are Shia Muslims Iran, Iran is a Shia Muslim nation but the Hezbollah is funded and trained and equipped by Iran for the purpose of destroying Israel and Iran has now gotten bold in going into Syria and establishing military bases and moving heavy military equipment into Syria putting it in position to destroy Israel and this is a direct result of mistakes made by the United States President Obama and his nuclear treaty with Iran which was a complete violation of our Constitution because all international treaties are supposed to be approved only by Congress and President Obama acted totally independent of Congress and gave Iran what President Trump calls the worst deal he's ever seen because we literally gave them billions of dollars President Trump estimated it at a hundred and fifty billion some people have argued that the number is lower but basically the American citizens you and I we were forced to pay Iran who doesn't even know what to do with the money because instead of helping their own people they use the money to deploy more military uh, assets against Israel that's we're basically funding the attack on Israel that's taking place today and and so that's what's causing Israel a lot of problems on their northern border right now meanwhile the people of Iran don't have adequate drinking water their currency is collapsing causing their prices to skyrocket they're taking to the streets and demonstrating in protest while their government is just hell-bent on destroying Israel it's it's amazing what's happening but I thank God that President Trump pulled the plug on the Iran nuclear deal which was another major shifting that's been happening since 2017 but unfortunately that one's gonna take a little time to play out because Iran is already dug in now into Syria and causing all sorts of trouble for Israel in February of this year tensions escalated when Iran launched a drone and sent it into Israeli airspace Israel shot the drone down and then retaliated with major airstrikes into Syria targeting Iranian bases 
but that wasn't enough to stop Iran and Hezbollah. They launched another drone in June and Israel fired a missile at it. And then just a few days ago, on Wednesday of last week, July 11th, Iran launched another drone into Israeli airspace and Israel launched a Patriot missile and shot the drone down over the Sea of Galilee, which is six miles into Israel. Israel then launched another attack against three Iranian positions in the Golan Heights region of southern Syria. Then two days later, on Friday, July 13th, Iran and Hezbollah launched another drone into Israeli airspace and Israel retaliated with more airstrikes. But you can see there's an acceleration and an escalation in the conflict on Israel's northern border and it's all a direct result of actions taken by the United States. The situation on Israel's southern border is just as bad if not worse. In the past three months there's been a major escalation which takes it back to May right about the time that the US Embassy was moved to Jerusalem. Hamas ever since that time they have organized weekly demonstrations where they bring women and children to the forefront as human shields while they carry out their attacks against Israel and Hamas is hoping that when Israel retaliates to put a stop to the attacks their hope is that Israel will inadvertently shoot the women and children and that would give Hamas something to go to the international community and point their finger at how bad Israel is. This is how sick these people are and how hell-bent they are on destroying Israel. So during the last three months Israel has had to contend with a never-ending stream of kites and balloons being launched over the the fence from, that separates Gaza and Israel. These kites and balloons are carrying incendiary and explosive devices so that as they come down they ignite fires and they've managed to burn thousands of acres of land and cause millions of dollars in damages for the Israeli people. Israel has been forced to take action. I mean what would any sovereign nation do when they're being attacked on their border? They had to try to put a stop to it and so they've taken action to take out these launching sites and it requires firing weapons and Israel has sent drones to attack these Hamas launching points and the situation has just deteriorated rapidly so that by last Monday July 9th Israel announced it's shutting down the border crossing that connects Gaza to Israel which is the main lifeline for the flow of goods into Gaza the people are relying on that border crossing to get their daily supplies. Israel has agreed to at least continue allowing humanitarian aid such as food and medicine but Israel had no choice but to close the border crossing and you might think that that would send a message to Hamas and to the Palestinian residents of Gaza to stop their attacks against Israel but instead they were right back at it two days later a Palestinian youth was arrested was shot and detained by Israeli uh, military when he was 
cutting through the Gaza security fence with a pair of wire cutters and was equipped with a bottle full of flammable liquid. So he's trying to get into Israel where he can cause all kind of destruction. Then two days later, which was just this past Friday, July 13th, there was a violent riot along the border where Hamas was launching grenades into southern Israel and an Israeli officer, defense officer, was injured by the grenade. Then just yesterday, they estimated that Hamas launched 174 rockets and mortar shells at southern Israel. The majority of them, over a hundred, landed in open fields where they didn't cause any injury or damage. And another 30 or so were intercepted by Israel's Iron Dome missile defense system. But a number of them landed inside communities in southern Israel where people were injured. And of course Israel retaliates, attacking the mortar position and there was word late yesterday that Hamas had reached a ceasefire agreement, but then just a few hours after this announcement, Hamas was launching more rockets into southern Israel, and Israel was retaliating with an attack on the mortar position. So the bottom line is there is definitely an escalation of pressure being put on Israel from the north and the south. There's definitely a major shift going on with the U.S. Embassy being moved, with the Iranian forces being moved into Syria, and with President Trump soon to announce his Middle East peace plan. The pressure on Israel is intensifying significantly, and that's exactly what Pastor T.D. Hale saw in a prophetic vision dream that he shared on July 22, 2017. He says, wow, I just came out of a dream concerning Israel. I saw the biggest, and I mean the biggest pressure cooker over Israel. It was as if a loud voice said, place it upon the heat, for now is the season for my people to see the ancient words of my prophets come to pass. And we're starting to see the fulfillment of what Monique Bizet saw in a prophetic dream that was posted on March the 9th, where she saw an acceleration of events in the Middle East. She was looking through a window. She sees this huge globe of the entire world spinning very fast. And then it just zooms in on the Middle Eastern nations. And she understood it to mean that there's going to be an acceleration in what's happening in the Middle East. And that's, I believe that's what's starting to happen right now. And all the pieces are being put in place. There are many other prophetic words that have been posted on Z3 News in the past year regarding Israel. As I looked into this news story, I found a whole flurry of them. And it's just like what's happening in the natural. There's a flurry of activity in the prophetic, specifically warning of these events, specifically warning of this shifting that's happening right now, specifically warning of a great storm coming upon Israel. And I'm going to close with this prophetic vision, an open vision received by Sadhu Sundar Selvaraj. On November 30th, 2011, he was fasting and praying for three days on Mount Sinai. And on the second day, as he was meditating on the word of God, he saw an open vision of a mighty angel with a drawn sword. 
the angel appeared before him and said, Israel will be betrayed by her closest friend. The nation that will betray Israel, the same fate will happen to her. Sadu was wondering which nation was Israel's closest friend when he saw a map of the United States appear before the angel. Then the angel pulled back his sword and stuck it into the center of the United States and said, The nation that will be responsible for dividing the land of Israel will likewise be separated into two. If the reports shared by Israel's defense minister Lieberman are accurate, that Trump's plan in fact includes Israel turning over parts of East Jerusalem to the Palestinians for the purpose of establishing the capital of a new state of Palestine in Jerusalem, then I believe we will see exactly what Sadhu Sundar Selvaraj was warned about because it lines up with the prophet Zechariah. That nation will be severely injured. And that's exactly what Fernanda Menegasi Lojak saw in her dream where she saw the Paris Peace Conference. The second half of that dream she was shown a map of the United States divided into two. President Trump's Middle East peace plan has not been officially released. So all we have right now is the parts that we're told to Israel's Defense Minister Lieberman. So I hope that whatever he was told gets pulled out of the plan and somehow it's not part of it. But every indication from everything I've looked at prophetically and what's happening in the natural all points in that direction that's where we're headed and you know the Bible tells us all these things are coming days of great trouble unprecedented unlike anything the world has ever seen and Jerusalem being right at the center of the stage so we know it's coming but we also know that the will of God the plan of God for his people is that we have peace through all of it and that's literally the meaning of Jerusalem city of peace and why would God call his capital city the city of peace because his plan for us for our life is for peace we're not designed to handle all this strife and division and fighting and stress we're designed for peace and the good news is he's made a way that through all this surrounding us all this conflict going on in the world we can have an unbelievable deep satisfying sense of peace on the inside of us that makes no sense in the natural but it only makes sense when you know that he's with us the God of peace hallelujah lives on the inside of us glory to God <laughs> and so if you don't have that deep abiding peace on the inside of you and you want to all you have to do is go to him right now and surrender your heart and your life and ask Lord Jesus come into my heart come into my life and be my Lord and I'll obey you and I'll follow you and I'll serve you all the days of my life and if you'll do that he'll make the great exchange where you give him your dirty laundry and all your baggage and he'll give you his deep 
abiding peace. So thanks for joining me today, and I hope to be back again soon with another program. Until then, so long.